Children have great imaginations. Their imagination fuels their understanding of the world. It feeds them in their cognitive development, social-emotional development, and all the different other parts of us. It aids in their physical development as they act out the things that they're seeing. Sometimes that imaginary play seems silly, like it doesn't really have meaning. And other times, we really see them act out what it is that they're learning. Today, we'll use a story to teach you how to allow and just let that imagination flow along with a story where you are encouraging their imagination to build and grow. This is very important if we want our children to be able to cast a vision in their future life, set goals, and even comprehend stories they hear and stories they read. Does your child have a speech-language delay and you really want them to talk? Do difficult behaviors derail home life and you know the frustration is a communication struggle? Does your child see a speech therapist and you wonder, what do they do and how can I help? If these or similar questions are in your mind, this podcast is for you. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I am a speech-language pathologist that has worked with children from birth to 21 for three decades. And in my classrooms, I see you wanting to connect with the heart of your child, but their speech and language skills create a barrier. So if you have a kiddo that has difficult behaviors, needs to expand their language, or learn to say speech sounds, and maybe even receives speech therapy, stay tuned, because In this podcast, you will learn how to use your daily life as a tool to communication practice and how to do that practice. You will become confident knowing you are making the difference you want to make. And you will hear success stories of parents who have navigated these struggles already. We'll do this all while focusing on building deep, meaningful connection and confidence in your kiddo. So grab a cup of coffee, along with a notebook and pen. It's time to speak in the way your child's brain understands. And that is the language of play. First, I want to say Merry Christmas to all of you that are enjoying the Christmas holiday today because this episode is going to be released on December 25th, Christmas Day. I wish you all a very blessed time with your family and with your friends. All right, here we go. Let's get started with today's episode. Now, imaginary play is talked about a lot among developmental specialists. This is the basis for visioning. This is the basis for learning and understanding. And do you know that being able to create a vision, an image, in your mind is critical for your memory and for your understanding? That is understanding long enough to carry out the instructions you give, we can remember that we can remember the vision or the image much better than we can remember the spoken words. When I was a child, I remember creating the vision in my head when I was listening to stories, like on the radio. However, when I read, I did not do this. And when my mom read to me, I did not do that. I only looked at the pictures in the book. 
I struggled to learn to read. I also struggled to follow the instructions that my parents said. It took me years to develop that imaging or that visioning to match what I was listening to. I simply didn't know that I wasn't or that I needed to. Some kids take to it naturally and easily, and some need instruction. Do you know where your child is at in this? There are a variety of ways that you can probe to see if this is true or not. And you may even notice whether or not it's true for you. Some kiddos are slower to speak or listen because of this reason. And some kiddos with attention struggles also have this going on. So today we're going to use the Christmas story to show you how you can enhance and encourage the visioning, the imaging, the imagination that goes along with what children hear and what they see so that you can expand their understanding. And as we go through this Christmas story, and I'm doing that now just because it's seasonal, you can also consider any story or instruction that you're trying to give. This also works with whatever story you're reading, even if the pictures are there. You can pause for a bit and ask the child about something that isn't in the picture based on what it is that they hear in the story. And you can do this much younger than you think you can. We often think of inferencing for older children, but our younger children come up with absolutely vibrant ideas of what might be in the closet or whatever question you might ask them. Hint here, if your child comes up with something outlandish, roll with it. Go with it. Even if it doesn't make sense to your logical brain, go with it. Expand and expand their imagination. And when you do, don't expand into the frightening parts because they'll say those things too. But expand into their power. That means, like if they talk about monsters in the closet, you talk to them about, oh, what is the name? Can you make friends with that monster? So anyway, we'll do that in another episode. For today, let's imagine that your child, oh, did you hear me say that for you? You're building the picture in your mind when I say, let's imagine. So there's tip number one. Use the words, let's imagine. So let's imagine you are in your living room and it's Christmas time. That shouldn't be too hard to imagine right now. And maybe you have a manger scene. So you're going to say to the kids, we're going to talk about the story of the manger. Now here's another hint. If you have a manger scene that they cannot touch, then that's not the story that you want to use right now. You can find less breakable manger scenes in other places. In fact, when my kids were small, after Christmas, I went out in the January sales and I picked up a couple different manger scenes for like two, three, five dollars. And of course they broke them, but it didn't matter. They were just kind of heavy ceramics, so they didn't shatter. They played with them, but I didn't feel badly as the pieces broke. And now as I have a grandson, my daughter just said to me last week, do you still have that old manger? And I looked in the Christmas box and I found that I do. There are pieces in there from probably five or six different sets. 
so nothing matches. And there's like more angels and, and we've got two baby Jesuses and we've got um, two Marys. I think only one shepherd is left because, of course, the shepherd was one of the favorites because there's a lamb in there. So, yeah, there's, you know, there's any number of ways that you can mix and match different toys to create because, again, we are in the imagination. So the first step was to use the words, let's imagine. You're telling your kids to set up the mental image in their mind. The second step is you're going to give them tangible objects to hold. Now, sometimes we do this with books, but today I'm going to talk about tangible objects to hold because we're talking about using your nativity set or a child one or one that's paper or something you create for the kids to actually use their hands and move through the story. This is particularly useful when you have a complex story. And of of course, the Christmas story is indeed a quite complex story. And there are parts of it that are going to be appropriate to tell your child, and there are parts of it that won't be, depending on the age. So the first thing you do is you set up a location, and maybe you're going to tap the couch, and you're going to say, here is... Nazareth. And maybe you're going to go to the chair and you're going to tap the chair and you're going to say, here is Bethlehem. The first part of this reenactment story is going to be that Joseph is taking a very pregnant Mary all the way from Nazareth to Bethlehem while riding a donkey. And then when she gets to Bethlehem, baby Jesus is born. If you only have one child, that child gets to pick which character. And if you have more than one child, you can still let them pick their characters. And it is okay when one of the children wants to be the donkey. It is okay if your little boy wants to be Mary and you stuff a stuffed animal in his shirt to represent the baby. It is okay if another child wants to watch, especially the first couple times, while you do it. It is also okay when your child wants to change the role that they're playing right in the middle of the story. Move through that first part of the scene of the story. And that would be that you tell the story. Maybe you've got your book. Maybe you've got a Bible. Maybe you've got your own memory for the story. It's okay. The children are learning and they're not going to learn all of it at once. So the parts that you choose to tell, that's what they're learning this year. And it is a very, very fun scene to create with your kiddos. So what does it look like? It looks like a really clumsy storytelling with lots of laughter and lots of off track, let's get back on track, off track, let's get back on track. And that is okay too. Then you physically have the kiddos move through the story, even though they're rolling around being silly that is okay. So one of your children is going to have a stuffed teddy bear in their shirt, and they might ride another stuffed animal across your living room floor to get from Bethlehem to, whoops, I mean from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Someone is going to be Joseph along the way, helping your child to not fall off. Maybe mom or dad is going to be the donkey. You can talk about the number of days that it takes to make a journey like this. And you can have them pretend sleep along the way. You can have them eat along the way. All of the things 
that helped them imagine what was that like? What might this be like for the people in this story? Pro tip here, while you are imagining, we don't tell our children what is true or what is not true. Because in their minds, while they're imagining, everything is true. And we need to have building blocks right there. So even though some people have a very strong opinion about the religious lesson with this story, during the storytelling time isn't the time you're going to do the religious teaching. It is the time you're doing understanding. And that means let the imagination flow. Later on, you can have your religious teachings. This goes for any story. Just like if you were to read a Hey Froggy book. We don't talk to our kids about frogs don't actually talk. We just let the story be. On the converse side, if you have a strong belief in the Christmas story, this isn't the time to teach that it is true. Because first, they need to understand the story. Simply have your goal in mind and remember that they're going one step at a time. I made this mistake when my kids were small. I was given the advice that I should tell them what is true and not true along the way. Not just for Christmas, but for many things. And what I found very quickly is that it didn't matter. And as I worked with my speech therapy students, I very quickly realized how we need to have the goal that we want set. And if it's a small goal, and if it's clear, they will learn faster and better. And any other parts that we want them to learn, we can add it on as we go and as they grow in their maturity and understanding. And then the celebration, of course, is once you get to Bethlehem, the teddy bear comes out from under the shirt and everybody says, yay, the baby's born. At that point, you can have your children become shepherds and angels. Or maybe your kids are just done with the story and you pick it up another time. What I do find is that children enjoy this kind of role play really well, so much so that they will often ask to do it again and again and again. If you learn to do this, you can apply it to math and science. You can have them be electrons spinning. You can apply it to other complex understandings. And when you see your child acting out what he saw in a book, know that that is absolutely appropriate and very good. Just last week, my grandson found Berenstein Bears going to the dentist. Now, he's not really old enough to go to the dentist yet, but boy, was he acting out going to the dentist. He copied the pictures in the book of looking in his mouth, looking in my mouth, sitting in a chair. He wanted to go get a flashlight. And then quite abruptly, while it seemed like he was having fun, he was done. So that was fine, too. Actually, when we have something that is fairly difficult to understand, how many of us don't move our bodies through it? Or we draw it on paper? Or, for example, when I wanted to redo a kitchen, I made little scale model 
pieces on paper because I just couldn't think it through in my head of where the stove goes and where the refrigerators go and where the cabinets go, uppers and lowers. It really helped to have a physical representation in order to be able to do the project. It helps with problem solving. It helps us to be able to vision what it is we're trying to understand. So in summary, start with let's imagine and then establish the locations that you're going to use as you role play. Third, figure out the characters, at least a plan A for the characters. And then you move their body through the story using as many props as is helpful. Then fifth, allow the kids to do it their own way with, of course, your guidance. And lastly, celebrate with them. Celebrate how much fun you had. Parents, I hope that you have a tremendously fun and silly time with this story or another one this holiday season. Hey parents, I hope you found this episode helpful. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and share it with a friend who also lives or works with children. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. I read every review and it lights me up to know that this show is making a difference. Then come join my Facebook community where you'll meet other parents who are dedicated to helping their children grow too. You'll find the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining me. Now it's time to go. Let's pop our kiddos in the strollers and go look around outdoors and see what we have to talk about.